What's up, people? It is time for your latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is January the 12th, 2021. This will hit tomorrow morning, the 13th. Everywhere you can find a podcast. Yes, Dave hates it when I do it, but I will say Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Apple, Breaker, Overcast, and CastBox. I haven't done that in a while. You haven't. No. I know you enjoy listing them all. I do. I feel like I have an obligation to let all eight people out there who listen to us know <laughs> where they can find us. I'm I fired think up this they week. found us. I am ready for a great show. We're heading into the playoffs in the NFL. We just wrapped up the college football season. We've got tons of things going on on the weekend edition with movie reviews, our year-end music list. So let's get into it, as always, until the end of January. Yep. NFL is the first segment. So the regular season is now done. We know who are in the playoffs. Who are not in the playoffs. And who needs new head coaches and GMs? Yes. Couple shockers, especially the one out of Miami. My God, Brian Flores getting fired by their owner, Ross. That I that came out of nowhere. And I think Ross did not like Flores trying to exert himself on how he wanted the team constructed. Tua! Tua! Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I hope they don't have COVID. Tua! And you know what? That's probably it right there. And it, you're looking at a season where they rebounded. Yes, he was getting off to slow starts, which had to frustrate the front office. But you got to look. The guys they beat the ready Patriots to play. twice. They destroyed the Patriots 33 to 24 in week 18. That team was not quitting on him. He was putting no. up with Tua. He was figuring out a way with his staff to get wins with Tua. But you got to look. He has not had a stable quarterback situation either the last two years. Because Tua was getting Tua dinged up all the time. Tua was dinged up and hurt. You had Fitzpatrick. You had Brissett. I mean, seriously. I Flores maximized the crap out of that team. I don't think they could have gotten more than 19 wins in the last two years. No. And they, they what, just missed the playoff both years? Yeah. And if you don't have a regular offense going, how can you do anything? Right. And the minute that defense got healthy, they were probably one of the top three or four defenses in the league the second half of the year. Yeah. When they started that run. So God help me. Thank you. I heard today that the Bears are actually bringing him in for an interview. Are the Bears actually going to do something smart, possibly? No. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. What did, did I listened to McCaskey's press conference Monday afternoon. Okay, I did not. The guy is a fucking moron who has no business owning or any part of running a football team. I have heard a lot of people, a lot of NFL commentators, more so than I've ever heard before this offseason, once it kicked in on Monday morning and Black, you know, Black Monday and all these guys are getting fired, you know, Joe Judge getting fired, Mike Zimmer getting fired. Spielman going with him. Fangio, of course, over the weekend got booted in now, Denver. Yesterday, Joe Judge is out in right. New York. Bears 
Giants, even the Vikings. owners. You're looking at a pattern, and this is what I'm hearing from a lot of these guys who used to play the game or are experts and know what's going on behind closed doors. And they are saying that, again, teams like the Bears, the Giants, the Vikings, who keep this revolving door going. Now, at least Spielman was a GM with the Vikings for quite a while. I want to say 17 years. Yeah, he And he did a really there. good job. I was kind of shocked that they parted ways with him. Because he brought in Justin Jefferson. He brought in he Harrison Smith. He did a good Smith. job with personnel, but I think maybe Cousins and I don't know what everything. They sounds like they just want a clean sweep. Well, when you say Cousins, you might be onto something because what's the most important position on the football team? The quarterback. Starting quarterback. And a lot of these guys have the same thing in common. They could not develop a starting quarterback if they were young or get a guy like Kirk Cousins over the hump to prove that he was actually capable of winning and going deep into the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, you're seeing the pattern among certain teams. Because I'm going back to what you're saying about this press conference with McCaskey. Certain teams, I'm hearing it from the Giants fans, I'm hearing it from Vikings fans. They're frustrated because the ownership are idiots. Absolutely. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. The Bears are more focused and, on getting that new stadium rolling than they are about putting it. Oh, mom's very upset is what I heard. Mom if is mom very was upset. upset, she would have benched your sorry ass and put you in a freaking timeout, fired Ted <laughs> Phillips' sorry ass. Neither George or Ted have a clue about football. And George even came out and said, I don't know about the decisions. I'm just a fan, but I'll be making the decision. And the new GM will report directly to me while Ted is going to oversee the Arlington development. And you're not bringing in somebody who really will run football operations. They won't give up the power. They will not. And we did not say this, kids. If you don't know this, we, we, we are Bears fans. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were both fired. Yes. I think we covered every other team but the Bears yeah. in terms of those specifics. Yeah, those two were let go, rightfully so. But the McCaskey hanging his hat on, oh, we've got Bill Pullian to help us out. Asked, when did you start working with him? Uh, I don't remember. It just happened. That was probably right before Thanksgiving. And they got caught with their pants down when it leaked they were going to fire Nagy. And Nagy, and they backtracked on it. Yeah, Nagy refuted the week before the end of the season because if you tell a head coach that you're going to let him go, you can start interviewing. Right. So the rumor was the week before the end of the season, they had informed Matt Nagy that he was going to be let go. And then he had, oh, no, I'm not. I haven't been told that from management. Yeah, which is typical of the idiocy there. And I got back, why are the Bears not smart enough to bring in Flores? Because Bill Polian is going to run the show, and you're going to find somebody with ties to either the Bills or the Colts, because those are the two teams that Polian has the most information on, directly involved with those teams in the past. I agree and with you. And the I will... second part, they asked if a coach says that he doesn't want to work 
with Justin Fields, does that will that automatically disclude him because of all the draft capital you invested to bring him in? And George's response, well, I'm not going to get into what-if scenarios at the quarterback situation. He wouldn't even mention Justin Fields' name. The only two names he mentioned was David Montgomery and Roquan Smith. Who are, of course, two guys we want to keep. Right. But But to not even acknowledge or address that, Polian's got something going... I really did not like that press conference. I will back you up on a couple things, even though, again, I did not listen to or see the press conference. Because, number one, on top of the fact that they requested to interview Brian Flores, they also want to interview Brian Dayball, OC of the Bills. Leslie Frazier. Well, we know about Frazier. I I said two months they ago Frazier was going to be. They they got permission uh, to talk to Leftwich. But here's the other thing. Okay, so they're setting up all these interviews, yet they still don't have a GM. Right. But he already said that one if, of the if names, we find the, the coach that we heard, like, we'll get the coach, and then we'll get the GM. That's we'll not how you're supposed to. You know that, and I know that. McCaskey is a fucking moron. The other thing I was going to say to back you up was, I don't have his name written down, but one of the guys, Indianapolis, I don't know if he's assistant GM or director of player personnel, he was one of the guys that the Bears were looking at to take over as GM. So Jeremy you, Fowler? No, no, not Fowler. Not Fowler. Graziano? No. No, but again, along with Dayball, you're right. He seems to be gravitating a lot towards Bills personnel, Colts personnel. And yeah, great. Pullian was one the team underachieved but made the playoffs. The other team underachieved and didn't make the playoffs, and brought in one of the most disappointing quarterbacks of the last decade, acting like he was going to be the savior in Carson Wentz. And I'm supposed to feel good about that? Well, Pullian did bring in Peyton Manning. But how how long ago was that? It's a different era. Pullian's the guy who said that the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, should have been converted to a wide receiver. Well, that's a topic, and that's a, a, a discussion for another day, because while I don't agree with that... If I was running the Ravens right now, I would be pulling my hair out, what I have left of it, because I don't know if I want to give him a $40 million a year deal right now. No, not with the injuries and the inconsistent play. Right. And we talked about it for the last couple of years with him. The way he runs the ball, it's great. It's dynamic. It's, catch it's up fun to, to watch. Him. It's going to catch up with him. And you didn't get it done with him in the first three years. He's going to start slowing down. Again, injuries are going to creep in. He's not going to run as fast because he's going to start at 30 years old. He's going to be like Greg Odom. He's going to be (laughs) 30, 45, 64 year old man. man. (laughs) So that's why we love the NFL. There are so many levels, so many nuances from the front office to what happens on the field. But for fans of teams like the Bears, like us, 
it's frustrating because we look at a team like the Buccaneers, we look at a team like the Patriots, and we go, why can't we be like them ever? Okay, here's some perspective for you as a Bears and Dolphins fan. How many times have the Dolphins retreaded a failure Bears head coach? Well, Wanstead, right? Yep. And? Well, Pace wasn't a retread. No, I'm as a uh, head, head coach, coach to head coach. I don't know. You got me beyond Wal- uh, oh, one step. Now I, it just escaped me, but there were two. I mean, the Bucks did it too with Lovey. Yeah. So here, the Dolphins got rid of a solid head coach. And we're going to retread him. <laughs> and the Bears would be smart to retread him, but they won't. Yeah, that's what scares me, is it would be the smart move. Everybody... Unless, again, everybody's a but little cautious because nobody how knows many what happened behind he... the scenes to make this firing occur. Rumblings were he was a micromanager, didn't fully trust his coordinators, and how many he went through, what, four offensive coordinators in Miami? I want to know the reason why. Yeah, he's going to ruffle some feathers. He's a hard ass, but I think that's what that organization needs. And he'll run the defense. Again, we look at the Bears, and what do the Bears always need to succeed? And this is why when I heard Giants fans bitching and pissing and moaning about, they let go Joe Judge, and they go, I can't believe the Bears let go of Matt Nagy because he had a winning record. And I want to say, you, I didn't watch the Giants. You didn't watch the Bears. Nagy was okay. let go because the offense got worse every year. He was an year offensive he was quote there. unquote genius. But what do the Bears always have to do to succeed? Run the ball, play Maybe. solid defense, and have a decent special teams. Right, Devin Hester, Cordell Patterson, who I still can't believe we let go, and even the kid they just traded for this year was dynamic. Yeah, and we got him from Miami. Yep. But also under Nagy. Discipline was out the window. There were so many damn penalties on both sides of the ball. How many freaking false starts did that offense have that were drive killers? Yeah, there were. There was no discipline. I, I give the players credit for playing hard all the way through to the end of the season, at least yeah. through 16 and a half games. The yeah. second half of that Vikings game, I think they finally gave up. It's like, because, what's the point? Because Nagy kept pulling the whole, let's go for and fourth them. Let's go for and fourth them. I'm so sick of the analytics creeping into football. They've already ruined baseball. Now they're going to ruin football. We saw John Harbaugh. We saw, it. we'll get to Staley with the Chargers oh, in a minute. Yeah. Oh, we got to go for it. The book says we got to go for it. We got to go for two. We got to go for and fourth them. How about you just look at analytics and you look at how the game flow is going? How are the how players, are your players doing? What's your offensive line? Are you able to dominate? Are you getting dominated? God forbid, Dave, that they would do that because I agree with you 100%. You actually manage or coach a game based on the flow, based on your players. You got a hot player? Are your players looking tired? Are they Are they playing like they're disinterested? You just don't do this whole, I got to go to the book. And yeah. the book says, I got to go for two on this score. 
or I've got to go for it on fourth and four from It's not always going to work. It's, I'm so sick of it. Harbaugh destroyed the Ravens this year, and I think he's a great coach, but he got sucked into the analytic crap this year. He did, and that bit him in the ass. And that kept him out time. of the playoffs, regardless of Lamar Jackson's injuries, because they still, with Huntley, could have won one or two more games yep. and gotten the playoffs if they hadn't kept pulling this, let's go for it when we shouldn't, let's go for two when we shouldn't, let's go for the win instead of the tie, even if it's at home, because our secondary's dinged up. I Oh, God! See, I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem with the play call. Yeah, where they're trying to force it into Mark Andrews, even though everybody knew that Mark Andrews was the only healthy receiver they had. Yeah. Everybody gravitated oh. to that side, and you had the whole other side opened up that you could have scampered through. Yes, I could go, oh, my God, I'm so fired up tonight. Let's, right. look, let's look back at week 18. Not much happened on Saturday. We had the two games on Saturday. The Chiefs locked up. The number two seed in the AFC beat the Broncos. Broncos put up a decent fight. They did. They they played their asses off in Fangio's final game. Yeah. Nick Seriana in the, the late game for the Eagles, decided, I'm going to bench everybody. What do I care about seeding? So the Cowboys proceeded to come to out. absolutely destroy them. Play like their starters and kick their ass. Dak Prescott throws five touchdowns. Great way to set up momentum. For going the into the playoffs, Cowboys. now you get to go to Tampa and get your asses handed to you because you are a moron who doesn't understand momentum means everything going into the playoffs. How many times have we seen NFL teams rest their starters the final week or two, get the bye, and then they come out flat? Well, and, and not only that, the Eagles were going to come into the playoffs as the biggest underdog no matter who they played. Right, but at least they were playing well, and you had some continuity a going. You had with a rhythm. Them. I know. I agree with you. So I, I, I think that score is a little bit misleading. In the Cowboys beating the Eagles fifty-one twenty-six. If you're going to go first team Cowboys, second team Eagles, that's, that's what, what you're, you're going to get. get. All right. On Sunday, a lot the Bengals sat their starters, so they lost to the Browns. Again, I'm disappointed in the the Bengals for doing that. But again, Joe Burrow has a bum knee. He, he, he needed to, you could tell he was hurting at the end of the previous game. Right. So I don't have as big of a problem with the Bengals doing it as I did with the Eagles. Uh, you know, the Packers lost to the Lions. Again, they played Aaron Rodgers and the first teamers a little bit. That's fine. That's, They've got another week to rest. Yeah. Didn't need the, the win. We talked about the Bears. The Bears choked in the second half. The typical. Defense, the defense played their ass off you know in the first half. And you know what? That's typical. That's another reason why Nagy was let go, is failure to make any adjustments at halftime. So, of course, the Vikings come back, win 31-17 in Minnesota. And, of course, both head coaches get fired. Both GMs get fired after the game. Um, the Steelers... Again with the Ravens. The Ravens, again, can't win a close game here at the end of the season. The Steelers somehow beat the Ravens in Baltimore in overtime, 16-13. So Ben Roethlisberger's career continues for another week. Ah! He's going to gimp along for another weekend. And I think that's it. (laughs) 
the biggest point spread of the weekend, and we'll get to our picks coming up for the upcoming wild card weekend. The biggest point spread is Steelers at Chiefs. Yep. The Saints tried their best. They beat the Falcons, but things didn't fall their way because I was on 49er Island, and I was right. You were right. They came back. I I have gotten a lot more respect for Kyle Shanahan this year. I do, and I put that as an indictment on the Rams' defense primarily because they folded like a house of cards. McVay completely blew coaching that second half. McVay is interesting because he's been to a Super Bowl, but with all the personnel and all the money they put into that team, they trade for everybody. They got Von Miller now. They've got Jalen Ramsey. They got Floyd from the Bears. They've got Aaron Donald, great draft pick. This team should be better. They this should. team should be better, and Matt Stafford's part of the problem. He's acting he like a Detroit Lions cast-off quarterback. He's not acting. He's better than Carson Wentz, but it's amazing it how doesn't these retread quarterbacks. It doesn't take much to be better than Carson Wentz. Well, and you know who spoiled this all? This is why people, Indianapolis has taken a chance with Carson Wentz, and the Rams think that Stafford's the answer. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, because Ryan Tannehill was initially thought to be a failure with the Dolphins, and then they but, brought him into the perfect system for him in Tennessee. But even with Miami, he showed more what he could do than Stafford or Wentz ever had. Well, Tannehill Wentz had, had one good nothing. year until he got in. He and Tannehill had nothing around him. Stafford was putting up points because the Lions were were down 20 points. It was points. all garbage time right. stuff. He's a compiler. Yeah. And I think Just like McVay's, Jay Cutler was. McVay's trying to figure it out. Thanks for bringing Jay Cutler up, Dave. I had almost hey, I had to talk about Jay Cutler in weeks. Thanks a lot. But you're absolutely right. That's that's a great comparison. So the 49ers come back in overtime, beat the Rams in LA at SoFi. So the 49ers get in, knock the Saints out, and the 49ers actually, by winning, get themselves probably, when we get to our picks, a decent the, matchup. The decent matchup of the week where they could be the one road team to win. Yep. Um, we again, talked we talked about the Dolphins, Dolphins the impressively Patriots. beating the Patriots. Uh, the Cardinals, again, shit the bed. How they had a chance the- to win the West. How do you let. The Seahawks come in and put up 38 points on you. The week before was supposed to be, just like with the Steelers, was supposed to be, you know, Pittsburgh was Roethlisberger's farewell. Yep. Then it was the the Russell Wilson possibly farewell, Pete Carroll possibly farewell. Both go on the road and both end up screwing up, either screwing up somebody else's playoff hopes or getting in the playoffs. Yep, because Cliff Kingsbury cannot get that team to finish down the stretch. So we'll, when we get to our picks, we'll discuss the Cardinals a little bit more. But yeah, the Seahawks come out in their last game, beat the Cardinals 38-30 to in Arizona. Yep. The Buccaneers, of course, Roll shellac the Panthers. Panthers. Got to give some props to, to Brady Tom Brady. For being the, hear this, Antonio Brown. 
being the consummate teammate to help a player achieve his bonuses. Yep, he got he came back in the game when they didn't want to put him back in just so he could hit Gronk and get Gronk a $1 million incentive bonus. Yep, and I guarantee you, Mr. Brown, if you would have hung in there, manned up, he would have done the same for you. Yep, yep. And, of course, Antonio Brown's now saying his ankle was so bad he couldn't play, and he's got surgery on it, and it was a cover-up, and they finally did release him. Last Thursday, a day after we did because our he, last episode. he missed the appointment with the doctor, but now his lawyer is saying, well, we were trying to reschedule. We were trying to, but bull crap. Just go away. Just go away. And then finally, the classic game of what not only the week. What a way to end the regular season. Could be the classic of the year or the last five years, depending on how you look at it. My God, the lack of defense in this one down the stretch. Chargers come back, roaring back from, what, 15 down, I think? Yep. Force overtime. And then, of course, the conspiracy theories kick in. Are they going to play to a tie so they both make the playoffs? Yeah, because they went, what, field goal, field goal. Yeah. And then the Raiders are just kind of lackadaisically trying to move the ball down the field, but not with any kind of... Real, real urgency, because the teams both know that if they tie, they knock Pittsburgh out, and they right. both get in. Las Vegas is sweating. I'm not talking about the Raiders. I'm no, talking the about the gambling books. community and the sports books, because they are looking at potentially billions of dollars in losses. Yeah, uh, if that would have finished in a because tie. Because I think it was a 10,000 to 1 parlay if you picked the Colts, which were – Going to have to talk about it at some point. Yeah. Choking My at Jacksonville. So And pathetic. then the tie happening between the Raiders and the Chargers. Yeah, there was a lot of money on the line in Vegas. But then and Brady, the Raiders were ready to play for the tie. But their running back broke off two phenomenal runs. But, you're right, but would he have broken off the second one if Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, hadn't called timeout. That that helped the Raiders so much. It allowed Michaels, them. It allowed them to run the ball again. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth could not. They were speechless. Why is a defense? Are you figure, helping the offense? Why are you saving them time? It made no sense. And then, of course, like you said, the second run again from Jacobs. Ripped off another 10, 12 yards, set up Carlson in field goal position. So the Raiders go, oh, what the hell? We'll go ahead and win the game. Screw it. You just handed this one to us. We'll give one of the best kickers in the league a chance to win the game. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And they sure enough did. Oh, my God. Now, the one thing for the Raiders that made sense. Does that not put Staley on the hot seat for next year? For next year, yes. If Joe Judge is out after two years, I think Staley – with his mismanagement, and again, analytics. Yeah. And the way he probably cost them two to three games this year. Yes, definitely on the hot seat. But the Raiders really should have been trying to win the game because they bumped themselves up by winning the game. Yeah, they improved their position. Avoided playing the Chiefs. Now they played the Bengals, who... 
they could beat. That's probably the best matchup they could have got in the AFC is the Bengals. Agreed, so, because it's the Bengals. Right. So they moved up to the five slot, whereas I think if they had tied, they'd have been six or seven. Yeah. That would have been a much tougher, tougher run. All right. So there's your week 18 recap. <laughs> we are going to carry over to segment two because, of course, there's only one college football game to talk yep. about. And why? Because it's our show and we can do whatever the hell we want. Damn, Skippy! So we will give you our wild card picks. We'll go into detail. We will break down all six games coming up on, oh, super wild card weekend. Who's the marketing genius in the NFL office that came up with that? Well, let's call it super because now we've got extra games. <laughs> get it? And we it's moved to super the wild card to get to the Super Bowl. It's probably uh... the same idiot that decided putting a wild card game on Monday night was a good idea. That was the boneheaded move of the year. Awful. Three and three. Saturday, Sunday. Right. Now. Done with this. Now you got to worry about getting to work Monday morning and Tuesday morning. Thanks a lot. Screw you. Greed, greed, greed. We'll see you momentarily, kids. Yep, we'll be right back. Now that we've let you into Frenzy Club, here are three rules. One. You don't talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. You listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and all other major podcast hosts. Two. Two guys to a show. Kevin, Dave, the maestro, and the conquistador. Three. One Sports Frenzy episode at a time. Until Saturday. When you get the weekend edition. Now get in there and let loose on some PC wuss bags, will ya? Hey there, hi there, ho there. It's segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0 coming at you here January 12th, dropping the 13th. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the Maestro Kevin Crane. And we're going to continue with our NFL segment from the first go giving you our picks for wild card weekend and then wrapping up the ncaa national championship game so saturday january the 15th 2022 the start of super wild card weekend (laughs) probably one of the better games of the weekend the raiders at the Bengals. we talked about this last segment the raiders did themselves a favor in my opinion by actually winning that game with the Chargers and setting themselves up with the Bengals, even though it is in Cincinnati. It will be outdoors. It will be cold weather. I don't think it'll be snowing, but it'll be interesting to see how these two teams react to being number one in the playoffs and number two, how the Raiders handle the weather conditions. Um, Zach Taylor first two years were absolute disasters for him. Now, all of a sudden, he gets Joe Burrow going. He gets Jamar Chase. He's got, you know, T. Higgins. He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got Mixon in the backfield. He has got one of the top dynamic offenses in the league. If they show up. They are so scattered, it's pathetic. Ask, Ask the Bears. Who beat the Bengals? Yeah. 
I mean, the the Bengals handed that game to the Bears. Now, granted, that was on the road in Chicago, but but still, the Bengals have been, as Dave said, very erratic at home. So, Raiders are on a roll, of course, playing very well. Are they getting Darren Waller back? We'll see. Yep. Can the Bengals win in the age of texting? Because that was a tidbit that my wife let me know, is that the last time the Bengals won a playoff game was 91, (laughs) and the first texts were sent in 92. That's a great point. That's a great point because while the Bengals have made the playoffs a lot of times, the they red rifle won. could not get them a win. Because I remember there was a run there for two or three years, but it always seems like it was the Texans and the Bengals, and the Texans always won. <laughs> yep, and and that was that was a combination of head coach and poor quarterback play. Yeah, Romeo Cornell was just abysmal as their head coach. Well, Marvin Lewis for the or Bengals. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Marvin Lewis. No, Why Cornell was, was Cornell the was Texans, Texans head coach head briefly. Coach briefly, yeah. But that was more Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien oh. actually did pull yeah. off some wins against the Bengals in the playoffs before yeah. they failed miserably yeah, it was the Marvin next week. Marvin Lewis was the Bengals, yes. yeah. Yeah, we, we've mocked Marvin Lewis over the years, over and over and over again. And people wonder why he doesn't get a head coaching job. That's why. <laughs> Because he's no good. I can't believe Cincinnati put up with him as long as they did. That was just bad. He consistently got him to the playoffs and in contention, but never got him over the hump. Now, considering the fact that you made the right pick last week, picking the Raiders to beat the Chargers, I'm going to let you tell everybody what our six panelists so far have in for this game. Bengals across the board. The Raiders run uh, is probably going to come to an end. The way they let San Diego come back on them and the only reason they won, they were able to tie it to get to overtime. Right. Um, They gave up or allowed overtime to take place. The only reason they had a chance to win was a stupid call by Staley, the Chargers head coach. The Bengals have more weapons on both sides of the ball than the Raiders. I agree. Yeah, obviously I agree. Like you said, everybody's taking the Bengals. Nick and Jen still have a couple hours to get their picks in. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders this offseason. Even if they play close, does Basachi keep the job, the interim they brought in after the whole John Gruden fiasco? I would think you would have to at least give him a chance for next year to see what he can do. Um, And Derek Carr's earning a lot more respect here this year. As a leader? As a leader. Rallying that team? A quarterback that maybe they keep until he calls it quits. Maybe he ends up being a lifelong Raider because the one year they were on a roll, they looked like they were going to, with Jack Del Rio, they looked like they were going to blow through the playoffs and then he got hurt. Derek Carr got hurt, and they had what Matt McGloin was the guy that ended oh, up God. having to start yeah. the playoff game, and they got destroyed because they weren't prepared, which still boggles my mind how we don't have at least two good quarterbacks on every roster for every team. Everybody's got your stud and then a piece because of garbage. Because they're trying to save money 
to make the other parts of the team better. I understand that, but you're taking a huge risk by not having a competent backup. Ask the Giants. Ask how Mike Glennon worked out for them. (laughs) Ask the Bears how Mike Glennon worked out for them. Because they signed him to be their starter at one point. Oh, my God. All right, so unfortunately, no love for the Raiders. The late game Saturday, the Patriots at the Bills, the third match of the year between these two. The rubber match. The thing that I think is working in the Patriots' favor is the weather's supposed to be abysmal Saturday night in Buffalo. Temperatures in the single digits. Gee, could we see a a revamp of the run, run, run? Mac Jones throws three passes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that happens again. I think McDermott will be more aggressive in his play calling, more aggressive in how they try to push the ball down the field. They now, as opposed to that game, have decided Devin Singletary is their running back. So they have focused on On one guy. He will get the ball. You're going to have the consistency Josh Allen's that looking you better need. than he did back then. Yeah. The Bills are starting to play down the stretch the way we expected to see them all season. And the Patriots' offense with Jones, while, yeah, the week before they lost to Miami, they looked fantastic, but that was against a piss poor yeah, team. Yeah, they scored 50 against Jacksonville. Yeah, not yeah. a big deal. Miami showed where they're really at right now at this point of the season. And with the longer season now, to me, it even it focuses even more on hitting the rookie wall. Right. For guys like we talked about Jamar Chase with the Bengals, now you're looking at Mac Jones. Maybe Mac Jones starts hitting that wall this week. Yeah. There, there's only so much smoke and mirrors Belichick can pull. Right to get these guys to where they need to be for next year. I do expect him to run the ball a lot again. It's not going to be three passes. No. But don't expect Mac Jones to be throwing 40 either. I think Mac Jones will probably try to keep him in the 20 to 25 range. They'll feed Damian Harris. They'll feed Stevenson. Those guys combined will at least get 40 to 45 carries. Yeah. Low scoring. I still think the Bills win. Four out of six so far are taking the Bills. You, me, Sam, and Doug. Aaron and Bill going with the Patriots at this point. So we move on to Sunday, the 16th. Again, should have had three games on Saturday, but... No. No. Money grab, money grab. We'll get to that. First game should be the blowout of the weekend, in my opinion. Eagles going into Tampa. Yeah, Buccaneers across the board. This is a no-brainer. Even with no Antonio Brown, even with no Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Mike Evans, you're supposed they're supposed to be getting Fournette back this weekend. Yeah. The Bucks might have issues in another week or two with the injuries. Yeah. That, it, but it, not, not against this, the Eagles. Not this week. No. If they can somehow, if that defense can somehow keep Jalen Hurts in check, don't let him run. For like 100 yards. Make him throw to beat you. Right. Stack the box. Yeah. There They've been go. running the ball better lately with Miles Sanders and um, Byron Scott. Just make, don't let – make Hurts throw the ball, like you said. Yeah. 
Yep, so Buccaneers for all six of our picks that are in so far. Then we get to what I think is the marquee matchup of the weekend. This this is the game of the weekend. Given how the 49ers came back against the Rams, showed real guts, real intestinal fortitude, any other kind of cliche you want to throw out there. <laughs> and this is a- And the Cowboys had the cakewalk because the Eagles sat all their everybody. starters. I think the 49ers are primed and ready for the upset. This is my one upset of the weekend. This is the upset I agree with you on, as does Sam and Doug. Again, Bill and Aaron are going with the home Cowboys. Yeah, and I think when you look at the coaches, again, I have gained a lot of respect. I have ripped Kyle Shanahan in the past, but this year I have gained a lot of respect for how he has managed his roster, managed injuries again. That's something else they got to look at, though. They year after year, way too many injuries. They've got to do something to keep these guys in shape, so they get one year where they're all healthy all the time. Then that they would could be, be a intriguing Super Bowl to see what you could get. But they're in pretty good shape right now. Jimmy G scares me just a little bit. Yeah, especially but with got the Debo, thumb, but. They got Debo. They've oh got Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. That defense is what I'm thinking is going to be the difference. And that's Cowboys struggle against a good defense. That's what I'm thinking. Again, smoke and mirrors with what we saw last week. Everybody's all on the Cowboys. They put up 50 points against the Eagles. Against the second team Eagles. Yeah. Slow your roll, kids. The 49ers went into LA and that. Another thing that Sean McVay of the Rams admitted to, 49er fans are traveling like yes, crazy. Yes, they are. That was It was insane. red. It was a sea of red. Instead of In blue. SoFi Stadium. So are how many 49er mm-hmm. fans are we going to see at AT&T Stadium? And could it, even if it's 50-50. That's going to be a hell of an advantage for the Niners. Yeah. And I, I, I will not rip on Dak Prescott. I think he is. A great quarterback. He's much better than they had before with Tony Romo. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. But the running game for the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott. And Pollard. Pollard's dinged up. So Elliott's been a disappointment, let's face it. Yep. He has not been a number one back this and, year. and the Cowboys, similar to what we talked about in the last segment with the Bears, have to run the football to be successful. Yeah. It opens up the passing game, and then they end up looking like America's team. <coughs> Not this week, kids. Classic rematch. 49ers-Cowboys in Dallas. Do they even play in Dallas anymore? Is it in Fort it's Worth, or where is it? Arlington? Wherever they're at. Yeah, Whatever. As Dave right. said, everybody but Bill and Aaron are taking the Niners in the upset. Next, kind of the, as you said, the biggest point spread. This is going to be probably the crappiest game of the weekend. Well, potentially. Like, I said, like I said, I think, and maybe I'm just being a homer with the Bucs. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is good enough to keep the Chiefs somewhat in check. The point spread right now, as of today, is 12 and a half. That's a big point spread. That is. Now, can can the Chiefs win by more than that? Yes. I don't think they're going to win by much more than that. 
No, I, I, I could would, see the Buccaneers blowing the, the Eagles out by 25 points. Yeah, this I would take the under on. Yeah, because I think the Steelers will figure out a way. Mike Tomlin is not a bad coach. He's not no. my favorite coach of all time, but obviously he's, he's not doing a something coach. right. And it all hinges on what the Chiefs' defense, will they show up? Yeah, can Big Ben somehow get a pass further down the field than 10 yards? <laughs> With the noodle arm he's got now? No kidding. God. Yes, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he should have retired last year. But again, he got his team to the playoffs, so he's going to end up, even if they get destroyed in this game, he goes out on a high note. He got the Steelers into the playoffs. He rides off into Gee, the sunset. Wouldn't, at this point, him gutting it out, wouldn't that put him in contention for an MVP? Because they wouldn't be oh, there without David, him. Oh, David, you're just mad about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, what is a true MVP? <laughs> we'll get to Aaron later. I've got I've got a special segment lined up for him. Uh, so Chiefs across the board for the six picks we have in so far. Everybody staying with Kansas City. Yep. I just have a feeling it's gonna it, it's gonna end up being. I just think Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship is what I'm looking it's, at. Yeah, that's kind of what we were thinking all along. Yep. All right, last game, Monday night, Cardinals at Rams. God. This two, was tough. This was a This tough was game. really tough because it's two underperforming teams down the stretch, both really needing to win the final weekend, and, and both, both crapping the bed. Yeah, they both choke. Badly. If the Cardinals, and the Cardinals had at least had that great win against the Cowboys. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe they finally maybe get over that Maybe that's a turning home. point. Nope, they went backwards. Right. So that being said, I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with the home team Rams, as is Sam. Bill, Doug, and Aaron are taking the Cardinals on the road. Here's my logic before we move on to college football. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins, his absence is killing the Cardinals. Because as solid as Christian Kirk is, I you guess focus? A.J. Green's solid. Zach Ertz is a good addition at tight end. They've got a great running game. But, but they don't have the downfield threat that Hopkins is supposed to be. Right. While the Rams, again, like we talked about, have loaded up. Now they've got Sony Michelle has emerged. He's going to get paid next year by somebody. If not the Rams, Sony Michelle is going to be a number one back for somebody next year. Which and we always thought getting, he should have been in New England. And now they're getting Cam Akers back. So they're going to have that additional speed threat. <laughs> guy out of the backfield catching the ball. Um, Cooper Cup is good for 10 catches. We know that. Yeah. Now, can Tyler Higby show up? Can Odell Beckham show up? Higby hasn't shown up all season. Beckham, you, oh God, who knows? The, uh, Matt Stafford against the secondary of the Cardinals <clears throat> scares me. Buda Baker, you know, Chandler Jones dropping back from linebacker. Yeah. Plus his ability to get to the quarterback. Is Matt Stafford going to shit the bed? Or is, is Kyler Murray going to shit the bed? Yeah. Basically, are the Rams' defense going to fold again? Yeah, that's an underperforming unit. For all the money and all the trades they have put into that unit. They have given up a ton of points this year. Yes. I am 
I think this next to the 49ers Cowboys game will be the most entertaining game of the weekend. I could see this coming down to four to seven points. I still got to take the Rams. I'm going to stick with my pick from beginning of the year. Yep. There um, we go. Kingsbury's going to look at this like, well, I made the playoffs. So what, what else you do I have to do? Backed He's going to look playoffs. at it like an achievement where the rest of us who know football are looking at it like, once again, you barely, barely succeeded. You had help. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the hot seat next he year. He should be. If they get blown out in this game. All right, moving on to college football. Of course, we had the national championship game this past Monday. The first half was a slugfest. That was a phenomenal first half. Very little offense. Just go back and forth, field goal, field goal, field goal. And then Georgia rattled off that touchdown. Well, and I think the the big thing, and I'm not making excuses for Alabama, even though I picked them to win the game, but uh, when their wide receiver Jamison Williams tore his ACL, that hurt. That you could feel the momentum just get sucked out of the Crimson Tide. Yeah, and the Tide's quarterback Bryce Young had nothing to nowhere to throw the ball. The tight end played a good game, but otherwise, there was no receivers to go to. No, and Young even said. He took the hit. He said, I didn't perform. I did not get it done. Right. And honestly, I wasn't impressed with either quarterback. I no, said, I, no, said going God. In, I said going in, I wasn't a big fan of Stetson Bennett. He did play well in the second half, but he but did. still. First half, he looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah. When he had that fumble. Oh, my God, that was brutal. And that's one of those plays where, thank God we had instant replay. Because, number one, they didn't know whether to call it a fumble or an incomplete pass. And then, number two, the Alabama guy who casually picked it up and barely got a foot in with possession. Yeah. He just thought he was grabbing a, you know incomplete pass. Ended up being a great recovery where Alabama was able to go down and kick another field goal. Just crazy. Um, it was not the greatest game of all time. It was... It, it did turn out the way it should have. Georgia played the better game. They did. They rose up. Defense was great. That was it. the defense we expected to see in the first the meeting. first time in the SEC championship. Yeah. So now, conspiracy theory. Was Georgia told to roll over in the SEC championship? No, I don't think that's the case. But we've talked about the fact that they somehow still managed to juggle the rankings to play to make sure that that we would get Alabama Georgia in the finals and here's here's where they start to have to pay the piper as I saw that this was the second lowest rated championship game of all time yeah because people are sick sick of of the rematches there's nothing to make you want to watch these games well and here's the worst thing about it kids the CFP expansion committee met. Talks were worse than baseball's they, ongoing negotiations, from what I understood. The Big yeah. Twelve, the head of the Big Twelve, walked out because he was so frustrated. These they guys can't agree are idiots. On anything. Of course, the SEC is blocking it, and they are actually being arrogant and coming out and saying, 
we're doing pretty good with the system the way it is. Oh uh, right yeah, no, we're not. Because... How about you care about the sport? How about you don't care about your little fiefdom and you care about the entire sport and not your little twelve or fourteen teams where only two or three are any damn good. So now they're talking that we might not get expansion for another God knows five how five to ten years minimum. Yeah, because these assholes can't figure it out. Maybe ESPN will get their heads out of their collective asses because, of course, they've got a big say in this since they now own all the major bowls. Exactly. And they'll look at these ratings and they'll say, we've got to do something to kick this up and make it more interesting so we can get more advertising revenue. You know, get more people so we interested can make the rat happy because we got to make the rat happy. Yep. Yes, we do. Other interesting thing, after the loss, the Tide have lost seven players to the transfer portal. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, this this whole transfer Very portal. Very interesting. Yes. Yes, of course. It's not the Dr. Pepper transfer portal. No, no. <laughs> no, you're not going to get a punter for a case of Dr. Pepper. Welcome to state. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot uh, of players looking to possibly leave the Crimson Tide. Um, we should, of course, mention locally, Notre Dame finished number eight in the final AP poll after their loss to Oklahoma State. Yep. Good year, but... Good year, but it was a letdown, but there was... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And then, news, Big Ten. They're going to do cross-divisional games starting next season which will be nice to see the West and East going back and forth. So that'll shake things up a little bit. Yeah, but they still need to realign. I mean, they've got... They do, but it's it's still a step in the right direction. Yeah. And then... Now, I'm going to save that one for for the dumbass. I was going to say, I've got a lot of dumbasses that tie into this. I've I've got a dumbass... I'm going to save this one for the dumbass segment. Um, (laughs) Before we wrap up, let's... I want to stick with football, but I want to go back to the pros for a couple things. And then our last segment, of course, will be our potpourri, some NASCAR, some basketball, miscellaneous, and then, of course, our moments of silence and our dumbasses. But I do want to go back. Dave mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier. This whole idiotic thing that's going on with the rumor that he is going to sabotage the Super Bowl with the whole, I'm not going to play because since I'm not vaccinated, you know, I don't fall within the parameters of the NFL's rules. So how do you feel if I don't play in the Super Bowl, if the Packers make the Super Bowl? And then, of course, him ripping on Boomer, Esaias and Greg Giannotti, where this whole rumor got blown out of proportion because some idiot, I don't know if he's called Funhouse or his website is Funhouse. Somebody texted in to the show that Rogers said this, and they were just saying, hold on, we just got this text. They're looking at the number, trying to figure out where the number came from. Could it be a reputable source? All they said was this came through. They're trying to figure it out. And they said, no, this is a joke. But of course, this fun it house never, 
nobody in the media or Rogers never heard the rest of the discussion, only that this text came in right. that they were reporting. It They never got the credit for discounting it. Right. That's what I'm saying. This Funhouse guy or this Funhouse website chopped up the video, then posted that where it made it seem like they were, they were saying this is a reputable source that told Boomer. Yeah. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers had to Being come the out. douchebag that he is. Go on Pat McAfee's show again, as he always does. You know, Pat McAfee must perform unbelievable oral services for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> because he kisses his ass so much. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, does not do his research. So I was glad to hear this morning that Gio, Greg Giannotti, fought back. Good for him. And he said he basically, he's done with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers will not acknowledge the fact that it was edited video, edited audio, that they never said this was from a reputable source. They got it. They explored it. They didn't think it was. Yeah. And again, it's typical Rodgers not investigating everything like he did with Hub. But of course, Gio this morning, and I am quoting, called Aaron Rodgers a pretentious douchebag. <laughs> so I think Boomer and Gio are officially done with the lateral thinker. Good for them. Good for them. Welcome to the club, boys. And of course, as you mentioned, nobody fact checks anything. I could have saved this for dumbass of the week. But when Fox reported this, Fox News reported the oh, whole God. scandal, the whole debacle. They didn't even get Gio's name right. It's Greg Giannotti, and they put him in as Gio Giannatia. Yeah, idiots. One-minute Wikipedia search, you would have got the right name. Nobody fact-checks, nobody edits. Um, I would like to bring up the fact that I am pissed off one last time about the Bears because... Why would you, when I know what I'm getting in my last game, Week 18, Game 17, why would you subject me as a Bears fan to Gus Johnson and Akeem Tlaib in the last game I am going to see with my team until September? Because you had two of the worst teams on the air at that time who actually deserved to have the worst broadcasting crew. Oh, my God. I mean, Gus Johnson. Akib Tlaib makes Gus Johnson look like a Mensa star. Oh, my God, Akib Tlaib. Who the hell decided this guy who can't put two sentences together, who looks like a crack dealer, should be in a booth, let alone talking to humanity and acting like he knows what he's doing? All right, one last thing, wrapping this up. One more pro thing. About time they did this. About time they did this. Finally, the NFL says, if you ask an inappropriate interview question to a college student coming into the draft, your team can be penalized. And I'm I'm down with that. These guys is... asking, these guys asking the the players, is your mom a whore? Crap yeah. like that. That's, That's out ridiculous. Of line. That has no business anywhere. No. In any professional organization. You can get the information you need through normal channels. It and should, number one, it should be conducted the family as a normal, should be off limits. Yeah. It should be conducted as a normal interview. 
Although it would have been, I, I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs should have asked Pat Mahomes. <laughs> is your hey, mom certifiably nuts? Yeah, and is your brother an asshole? <laughs> then they might have been able to solve a problem or two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm having fun tonight, Dave. I am having fun. Let's keep it going. Segment three coming up. What do you Hopefully, say? Hopefully, let's do it. All right, kids. We'll be right back. Mm, yes. Listen, you will to Sports Frenzy 2.0, you must. March to learn from the maestro and conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the third and final segment of Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping here on the 12th of January, 2022. This will hit tomorrow morning, the 13th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I am the conquistador, Dave Height. Time to wrap things up. If we were the lateral thinker hosting Jeopardy, this would be the potpourri round. The potpourri? Yes. we got a little baseball to talk about. Uh, John Lester is retiring. 200 wins, three rings. Hall of Famer? Potentially. Because I think 200 is now the new 300. It is. When it comes to pitchers. And... I don't know when we're going to see another 200 game winner. The, the way, way they're going. The way... Not in the new metrics system that's ruining sports, as we talked about in the NFL. Go to the book. Go to the book. The way things turned out, I just kind of wish. I mean, it came down to a, a little tiny bit of money, relatively speaking, for baseball. They should have just kept him for one more year and let him retire a Cub. Should have, yes. You that know, would have been good. But, of course, the Cubs have all of a sudden just become Bears-level morons. Ricketts is turning into Ebenezer Scrooge, so there you go. doesn't shock what are you me. Get? Now, Lester probably will get in, especially considering his postseason performances. He's got, what was it, his ERA is over a run lower in the postseason than the regular season. Yeah, he's one against of those, the better teams. That's he, damn impressive. He's one of those guys that showed up in the postseason. He's like Andy Pettit, you know, uh, Randy Johnson, you know, Max Scherzer, you know, guys that actually showed up. Blackie. Yep, Blackie. So, again, I think you should take the postseason into account. I've heard people say otherwise, especially when it comes to somebody like Kurt Schilling. But of course, that to me—that's a whole nother issue. Of, you don't like him because he's not a nice guy. Yeah, that's a political thing. Yeah, we'll see how, what happens with baseball. Talks are supposed to resume tomorrow. As we <laughs> tape. Yeah, that'll. Be, how long will that last? Fifteen minutes. Who walks out first? Owners or the players? Players are going to walk out because Manfred is the worst fucking manager of anything. Yeah. My t- God. We, we brought this up. We had a sports frenzy meeting the other night, and we brought this up. Is this not the worst era for the four major sports when it comes to leadership? Commissioners? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just brutal. Goodell has fallen, in my opinion, way down over the last few years. Manfred, of course, like you said, is a joke. Batman has his moments of being pretty an idiot, good, but, but also an idiot. He can be an idiot, but he's been more stable than the other guys. And Silver 
just it's sits just there a and goes, oh, 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 let's let LeBron James run everything. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. wait, China's on the phone. Oh, 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 oh. I'll do whatever you say. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad across the board. Right. Um, Some other news out of Baltimore. Camden Yards finally is redoing the field. They're pushing that left field wall back over 30 feet. So it's going from like 331 yards or 331 feet back to 364, more in line with the rest of the league. And then they're raising it by another five feet. So instead of a seven foot wall, it's going to be a 12 foot high. Okay, intriguing. Can't wait to hear the Yankees and Red Sox protesting this. Complain about that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, NASCAR. We actually have NASCAR news this week. Next gen car being tested at Daytona. Right. Spoiler will be seven inches for the super speedaways in Atlanta. Speeds were pretty good. They're expecting them to go up. Yep. Drafting looked interesting. So I well, watched. Logano I, came out and said that he and a, a bunch of the other veterans were at one point racing like they were trying to win the 500. Yeah, because you could get with this new car, they were getting some really good runs, and you did not necessarily need a partner to go with you to make the run. So we'll see how the next gen car works out. Uh, in terms of driver news, Eric Almarola has announced he's retiring at the yeah. end of the 2022 season. Yep. Um, not, you know, it's not like I'm going to shed a tear, but this is a top 20 driver that we're losing. So yeah, somebody younger is going to have to step up. We'll see if they're able to do it. Because in addition to Almarola being done after this year, Matty D. Yep. Matty D. Is heading to the truck series. Got a full-time truck ride. Good for him. He deserves to have a full-time ride. Yeah. Again, he is, in my eyes, a top 20 cup driver. Yeah, I would like to see what he could do with a moneyed team. And let's focused, face it, the Wood Wood Brothers are historically solid, but they haven't had the finances to put a solid car on the track in a long time. Yeah, and it's a shame because I I did not understand why somebody else wouldn't swoop him up. You know. Yeah. But we'll see if he succeeds in the truck series. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get back. another shot. Yep. Uh, Stuart Haas has hired Ryan Priest as their quote unquote reserve driver. So he will step in if they have any issues with COVID injuries, anything like that. Solid. Sonoma Raceway. We were talking about how the, the new car, the next gen car is going to be set up for the super speedways. Now, Sonoma Raceway is going to be reconfigured back to back what it was. to what it used to be. The chute is returning for 2022. I like it. Because that the, they went to honor their tradition. It was like the anniversary in 2019. So they put the carousel back in. Yeah. And then, of course, eh. they didn't have a 2020 race. The carousel was still in for 2021. The chute is so much better you got more passing opportunities, more opportunities for driver error. Yep. Um, they're going to keep the race at 350 kilometers, which means the lap count will go from 90 to 110 because yep. of going back to the chute. 
anything you can do to make Sonoma a little more interesting, I'm fine with. Yep. You know what? Actually, what I would love to see is NASCAR run the full Sonoma circuit. Even with the carousel in there, it was still shortened from what it actually is. I would love to see the entire circuit run. That would be intriguing with longer straightaways, a couple more turns. Finally, this is racing news, but bizarre racing news. Richard Childress Racing is going to run a PBR team called the Carolina Chaos with Austin Dillon as their GM. PBR, professional bull riding. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to run a bull riding team, Richard Childress Racing, with Austin Dillon as the general manager. I can see that. I can see Dillon being that into it, Mr. Cowboy Hat. What the hell? Diversification. I, here's, the, here's the problem I have with Austin. Why don't you focus on NASCAR, the Cup Series, and win something before you start distracting yourself with other interests? Because he knows he is what he is, and the writing's on the wall, and Granddaddy's not going to put up with that much longer. <laughs> All right, moving on to the NBA. Real quick, our recap. In the East, the Bulls are still the top team at 27-11 and 11 as we tape. In the West, the Suns are number one, 31-9 with Golden State right behind at 30-10. and 10. Clay Thompson did return, finally, after two years, two injury-filled years. Ugh, good but, for him to come back. Boy, does that make them the favorites now? It's pretty Even damn close. Even though it close. seems like they're having issues, as you would expect, you got it. Getting acclimated to having him back in the fold. Yeah, but they've got time to acclimate him back in. And once they get that figured out, watch out because that might be what they need. As long as everybody keeps kicking the Lakers' ass in the West, I'm happy. We're happy. Everybody's happy. Who's not happy? Julius Randle, who just got an extension last year from the New York Knicks after he led them to one of their best seasons in a long time. Now, all of a sudden, he's not playing all that well. The fans at home at Madison Square Garden booed him recently. Oof. So what did he do? He pulls a Javi Baez uh. and a Francisco Lindor, and he gives a thumbs down to the crowd. Which really is, did he learn nothing from that whole fiasco? over the summer in the same city with the Mets exactly and Dude. of course he doubled down in the press conference after the game oh when that's... somebody asked him what did you mean when you were given a thumbs down to the crowd he says I would basically tell him to shut the fuck up dude you are driving yourself out of New York they will not no, put up with not that. In the NBA because that's all guaranteed money they're gonna have to trade him or suck up that money uh, and keep him. Oh, that's pathetic. He did apologize later on. Burned bridge already there. Yep. And then finally, I would be remiss if I didn't take the hit on my sole favorite team in the NBA, the Orlando Magic. Seven and 34. <laughs> By far the Oof. worst in the NBA. So what do the Magic do? 
What do the Magic do? This once proud franchise, the home of Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard, Tracy McGrady. Penny what Hardaway. Do they do? What do they do with a 7-34 and record? Let's extend our president and general manager until 25-26. What the? F- <laughs> now, they had a great draft, but the problem is only one of the two picks they had in the top 10 is really panning out right now. Franz Wagner from Michigan is playing well. But the kid they got, Suggs from uh, Gonzaga, who I thought would be a no doubt superstar right out of the gates, is struggling. So yeah, it's going to be uh, a long, hard climb for the Magic. Wow, that's the USFL has announced their first four head coaches: Todd Haley, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Riley, and Bart Andrus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's let's see how this all plays out. <laughs> that that doesn't do anything for me. I still hold out hope that somehow, some way, spring football in some incarnation, whether it's a USFL, the XFL, will work. But I don't know. I, I, nobody can pull it off. We talked about this the other night at the meeting. Nobody that can... at least the XFL gave the NFL some ideas like the camera. On the wires. Yeah, the spider cam. Right. There was a there were a number of things that the XFL did that the NFL picked up on. Right. But uh, it would just be nice to see one of these leagues actually latch on and work. Yeah. It's more than give us a longer football season. That would be wonderful. ESPN in their infinite insanity have decided since the Manning cast for Monday Night Football worked relatively well, they're going to do an A-Rod cast for Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, for the love of God, at least the Manning brothers are interesting. Yeah, Peyton's got Peyton at least has a personality to carry Eli. A-Rod has no fucking personality. He has got to be the worst baseball broadcaster out there. Well, he's got to have something to do since J-Lo decided to go screw Ben Affleck again. <laughs> oh, my God. A-Riot is just brutal. Why are you sticking yeah, with this took, idiot? It took all my willpower not to shift this over to dumbass of the week. Oh, my God. Um, And then finally, we talked about in tennis. Rarely do we talk about tennis, mm-hmm. but... Two weeks in a row now. Well, it's the same story. Novak Djokovic, this whole mess, again, covid Australia can't figure out if they're going to let him in or not. They they canceled his visa. They had him sequestered in a hotel room. And then a judge steps in and says, I'm overturning the visa cancellation from the government. It's a shame that we treated this guy like this. And now the government comes back and says, oh, but we might cancel it again to the judge. Idiots. Why? So, again, like we talked about last week, Djokovic... This whole thing is a nightmare. ...is tied three ways with Nadal and Federer for the historic men's majors title count of all time. This is a big one for him because this could put him ahead of those two with Federer close to retirement, Nadal pretty much only winning on clay, Yeah, this is a huge deal, and you're denying this guy his place in history? And I I find it funny, but we see this all the time here in America, but I find the whole politics 
the petty politics of Australia. Oh my God. Very funny where judge rules, the government says, we don't like your ruling, so we're just going to say, screw you. And one guy's career, one guy's possible legacy, historical legacy hangs in the balance. And he's a pawn of this COVID government bullshit. Does that sound familiar, people? Yes. Yes, it does. Finally, college basketball. Baylor, unanimous number one, but they get knocked off last night by number 19, Texas Tech. So we shall see if they stay at the top or fall. Kudos to the Miami Hurricanes. 13 and 4, first in the ACC. They Good beat, for them. They beat Duke at Duke last week. Unfortunately, stumbled the other night against FSU. So. That's all right. They beat Duke. That's all good. Yep. Notre Dame's nine and five. They're tied for third in the ACC because I know you want them to succeed. So Mike Bray stays on in perpetuity <sighs> as the head coach of the Irish. Balls. <laughs> Balls. That was a big discussion at our sports frenzy get together the other night. Oh, too. yeah. Talking about the, the history of Mike Bray off the court. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Two moments of silence this week. One Hall of Famer in football. One uh, really great player from Notre Dame who went to the pros and played for the Bengals. Had a huge impact. Ross Browner and Don Maynard. Thoughts and prayers to their families. So you know where that leads us, Dave? The fun segment. Our dumbasses. Uh, and I think, if it's okay with you... Dumbass or not? It's time to play the game show that America loves to hear on podcasts. <laughs> the maestro will put forth a potential dumbass to the conquistador. <clears throat> the conquistador will decide if the maestro is overreached. It is time to play the Red Foreman dumbass or not game. Let us begin. I just learned how to do that. I'm yeah. impressed. Not really. <laughs> Make a drum roll on a podcast by beating on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, start off a little slow. We'll ease you into the, the bigger ones. 16-inch softball. <laughs> Abdiel Sierra. I hope Bless I you. I really don't care if I <laughs> pronounce his name right, but that's the best I can do. Has filed a class action lawsuit, obviously, other people involved, but he is the lead litigant here. A $6 billion lawsuit against the Giants and the Jets. Who the hell is this guy? Just a fan. Just a season ticket holder. His his complaint is the teams are misleading the public because they claim they're from New York, but they play in New Jersey. So they should pay back the fans $6 billion. This guy is a total fucking dumbass. 
Again, Dave, where do we go back to? McDonald's coffee. Frivolous, stupid, dumbass lawsuits like this. So if the Bears move to that racetrack, Arlington site, are people going to start suing them for being the Chicago Bears? Um, gee, last I checked, the Dallas Cowboys no longer play in Dallas. San Francisco, the 49ers don't play in San Francisco. No. No, they do not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go on and on. Now, who's the dumbass? The guy who filed it, the class action suit, or the fucking lawyer? Who's just trying to make some money? Everybody involved. All right. One for one. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Okay. Number two, Sacred Heart High School in Connecticut suspended their coach, their basketball coach. Okay. After a 92 to 4 win over Lyman Hall High School. Because the people that run Sacred Heart claim that winning by that kind of margin and not showing kindness and mercy was against their principles. So they suspended the coach because they won 92 to 4. Did he leave his starters in the entire time? That I could not get an answer on. I don't think he did. So you have to qualify this probably. All right. I there, tried there, to find there, out, there's but... a lot on the line. One, did he leave a starters in? Two, there's no mercy rule in high school sports. I'm sorry. And you can't just run the clock out. What are you just going to do? Just keep putting up brick after brick? That does not teach your team how to finish a game. If you're just going to shoot to miss, that's practice where when you're really on the line, you're not going to make the shots you need to. You have to keep the players playing. And if he had his bench in there, oh, well, you have to play it out. That's why I want to put it this way. Because and we're in the I'm charter not, not with the officials. The coach out. No, I'm calling the school dumbass for firing him over this because there's so much more involved. They fire him, suspended. Or suspend. Still, still, that's a dumbass move. I'm sorry. That's not teaching your team. I mean, yeah, it's horrible that the other team sucked that bad, but you can't teach your team to roll over either and just no you you can't just do that because that that sets a bad precedent for going forward so dumbass or not dumbass number three did you see the championship celebration after the georgia alabama game i did not your potential dumbass is the guy in charge of handing out the hats to the players to put on as they jump around and celebrate. Because whoever handed out the hats handed out the wrong hats to, uh, to Georgia. He they put the it- Alabama winning 
there are a number of players for Georgia seen in still shots and video footage parading around in Alabama National Championship. So I'm, I'm assuming you know what? you're no. going dumbass. No. No, you're I am not, not going to call him a dumbass <laughs> because that is the best fucking practical joke That's I've what ever a lot of heard people of. Think is it could have been a troll. That's what if they think. That, if he went to Alabama, kudos to him for pulling that one but off. Yeah, there are pictures. Nicobe Dean of Georgia. There's a picture of him wearing an Alabama national championship. You know, hat. I want to call him a dumbass, but I can't because I think it's awesome. <laughs> So you're assuming it's a practical joke, so you say no dumbass. Correct. All right. I like that. I like that. I, I am going on that it was a practical joke done intentionally. All right. Now, I can live with that. I can live with that. On the other hand, if it wasn't, then he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We talked about this the other night, a little more serious, but it was it's a two-part dumbass. Number one, Wizards broadcaster Glenn Consor did not do his homework on Kevin Porter Jr. as he hit a big three-pointer in a game this past week. He basically, I'm paraphrasing what he said, Kevin Porter Jr. pulled the trigger like his dad did at a crucial moment. The problem is, number one, he got the wrong Kevin Porter in terms of who the father was. Right. He thought Kevin Porter Sr. was the former NBA player who was a clutch shooter. Who played for the, ironically, the Bullets. Right. When they were the Washington Bullets. But the kid's actual father went to prison for shooting somebody. Right. Poor turn of phrase, but it's in the basketball dictionary that when you pull a shot when you shoot you pull the trigger it it just the poor guy just a poor poor timing for the turn of phrase and bad research and bad research on not knowing who the kid's father was so is he a dumbass for not doing the research <sighs> he's a dumbass for not doing the research and knowing his player part two of this my favorite person in the world. LeBron James is a fucking dumbass for the way he came out calling for this guy's head. People are getting tired of LeBron James. I'm telling you, it is going to be a race for dumbass of this decade in sports between him and Aaron Rodgers. Seriously. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You forgot our favorite... Uh, Naomi Osaka? Naomi Osaka. Nah, but she hasn't done anything in a while, so she's falling back. She's like okay. in third now. LeBron and Aaron keep yapping and yapping and, and doing their thing. Or at least Naomi's backed off a little bit. You know, she's going into hiding. I think Sports Frenzy scared her off a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, LeBron gets out there and says, this guy should be fired. I, I'm surprised he didn't say this guy should be burned at the stake. Yeah, no kidding. Because LeBron can't criticize China or Nike, but boy, any other thing that happens in society that pisses him off, he's out there saying, I'm LeBron, listen to me. 
if you want to shut him up, just bring up China and Nike. And he scurries away into his hole. Yeah, I hope you star in Space Jam it up your ass three, buddy. That's how I feel about you. Finally, to wrap up Sports Frenzy 2.0 for the week, do not forget to check out the weekend edition. Oh, but wait, I have one. Well, I got one more for you, and then you do yours. Geno Smith. Got arrested for suspicion of DUI this past week. The backup quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. 96 and a 60. But here's what makes him a potential <clears throat> dumbass. He dared to say this to the police officer who arrested him. Somehow in the conversation that came up, the cop said to him, yeah, my wife thinks I work too hard. Geno Smith says, and this is a cop arresting him on a DUI. Yeah, you got a little dick. That's why. You got little dick syndrome. Oh. What are you thinking saying that? That just solidified that you were drunk, you dumbass. All, All right. right, Dave's got one. We have the college senior bowl coming up. Have you heard the coaching staff? No. They have chosen the coaching staffs of the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets. <laughs> oh, they want these kids to fail miserably. So, the NCAA putting this together, the committee, dumbass or not? Oh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> even if you're going to take the coaching staffs of teams that aren't in the playoffs, you could have got Ron Rivera's staff. You could have got... The Miami staff, you could have got a team that narrowly missed the playoffs. You exactly. didn't have to take the bottom feeders of the league. Exactly. I mean, what, that's just pathetic. Jacksonville staff wasn't available. <laughs> there you go. We got it in. We hope you enjoyed it. It was fun beyond belief for me. I hope it was fun for Dave. I Always hope it was enjoyable. Fun for you. Shoot us a line. Send us some comments. Give us some topics you want us to cover. Check out our Facebook page where we post our picks every week. NASCAR, football, baseball. Everything coming up. Check out the weekend edition. We will recap the year in music of 2021. We have movie reviews, TV reviews. Book review. We hope you check out the weekend edition, and we hope you come back next Thursday for another phenomenal Sports Frenzy 2.0. Good night, kids.